Well, hello, everyone. It's me, Dave McMahon. Welcome to another episode of Unleashed. Already episode 31, broadcasting live at the 4680Q.ca studio and 4680Q.com. Unleashed is brought to you by Niagara Mobile Rust Proofing. And uh, we unleash our thoughts, we unleash our minds, and that's what I know we're going to do today on today's program. Dimitri Guerrero is with me in the studio, and I'm so happy about that. He's the president of the Canadian Bully Kennel Club. Welcome, Dimitri. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for having us here. It's my pleasure. We share a lot of the same friends and acquaintances and professionals in the industry, don't we? We do, we do, thankfully. It's a small world. It sure is, man. (laughs) It sure is. Uh, Boy, so many things to talk about. Maybe we'll start with your background. No problem. So the dad is and the mom is. Let's go right into that. My name is Dimitri Guerrero. I am first... I was I'm Canadian. My father is actually from Panama City, Panama, and my mother is from Russia. Um, my father actually got a scholarship in the late '80s or in the early '80s to uh, go to Russia and study, and he met my mother. Very nice. Yeah. Very very nice. I see you come from good breeding stock. I do. I do. <laughs> a good outcross. That's right. That's right, man. And so uh, you've always been interested in dogs as a kid, too? I have, have always been an enthusiast, especially of uh, the pit bull breed growing up. was always into the BSL and, and trying to advocate for the dogs that weren't able to fight for themselves. Yeah, yeah, excellent. So, as I mentioned at the top of the show, you're president of the Canadian Bully Kennel Club. When was that established? So we started the Canadian Bully Kennel Club in 2020 due to COVID. Uh, We started it so that we were able to bring awareness and education to the breed because a lot of people were just breeding dogs. So we wanted people not to just support backyard breeders and dogs that were unstable, but help the community buy and purchase good dogs and from good breeders. Exactly. Yeah, and and that's what's important, education and getting good dogs and getting good breeders so that you, we don't have any problems. That's it. How many members are in the club? So as of right now, we have 556 members in our club currently throughout Canada. Very good, Gro- going strong. We are, we are. We have members in almost every province of Canada. I think the only ones that we don't have yet are Nunavut and Yellowknife, I mean, and... Um, Northwest Territories. Wow. Yeah. But soon. Hopefully soon. <laughs> With the mission strong, we'll soon get there. So, Tell us about your personal dogs. So we currently have four American Bullies. Um, we started off with our first one in 2018. Uh, that's where we met Gemini Chris with training with, with them. And a shout out to Chris and his team at Gemini Canine. Those guys are the best. Amazing. The best trainers in Ontario next to uh, the Dog Academy there. So Next to my school, yeah. That's it. So, yeah, um, yeah big shout out to you. them. Big shout out to Akeem over there and uh, the whole team at Gemini Canine for all their great job and great work that they do for the community. So Yeah, they're all awesome, those guys. Amazing, amazing. You know, I know, and they've got big hearts. They love the animals. It's genuine what they do. Mm-hmm. It's genuine. They love to help people. And like I say, they love their love for the dogs and the love for the training. 
You can say that again. is unmeasurable. You can say that again. You know, and so, um, so you're training, you're apprenticing with Chris from Gemini Canine currently. Is it like a formal or sort of an informal apprenticeship? So I sit in with him on his Tuesdays. Yeah. Um, now that we kind of relocated, I'm unfortunately not able to go in there and uh, sit in on the Tuesdays. But that is the guy who has taught me everything when it comes to the anatomy of the dogs, the, the training, the psychology of the dogs. Um, so I, I thank Chris for, for everything he's done and all the time he's invested and given to me as well. So Yeah, yeah. So you yourself with your own personal dogs, you've done some obedience training. I imagine you've done some uh, bite work. Correct, correct. Yeah. Have. What else have you done? We've actually taken a step away from that and tried to get into the whole confirmation aspect now of the dogs. So my sons actually do handling. Uh, they're going to be going into the States shortly to go compete with uh, some of our productions that we have coming out this year. So we're that, trying to... That's great that you're getting the kids involved. Yes. It is. it is. That's why we started actually the whole Canadian Bully Kennel Club was for my two sons. Because at those times, we didn't have a community or a place. We, we were having small amounts of shows, but not a big place where the kids can go out and compete. So I said, hey, look, how will we start a club and, and get the kids involved? Get all the new children that want to get into the breed involved. So with this Unleashed podcast, we're going to have hardcore dog people listening. We're going to have general public listening. Uh, we're going to have some green dog owners. You know, the curious people listening. For those that don't understand what confirmation is... Uh, if you could get the ball rolling on a bit of a definition, or for those that really don't understand, no when I asked you about training and confirmation, I used to do confirmation showing when you and I talked off air with some of my Great Danes when I was a junior handler uh, back in the day when my mom bred Great Danes. But uh, but that's different. We're here to talk about you. So for those that may not understand, what is confirmation showing? If you could talk about that. So confirmation showing is when your dog is put on up, or not put up but um, evaluated by a judge and what they're trying to do is they're trying to evaluate your dog not opposed to the next dog beside you but to the dog of the breed standard yes so what they're doing is they're looking at the top line they're looking at the temperament they're looking at the bites they're just evaluating the whole dog for the breeding stock of the breed and for those that don't know, I'm just interjecting. When he says the bites, he's talking about how the dog's mouth closes, correct, how the correct. teeth close. That's known as the bite of the dog, right? Correct, yeah, correct. yeah. But I thought you did a great explanation. Thank you, uh, Dimitri. Because, like I said, we've got such a diversified audience listening, right? And uh, I wanted people to know. So the dogs are being shown according to the breed standard. Correct. Now, not that I want to get too too deep into the next thing I'm going to say, but. Back when I was showing uh, Danes, Great Danes as a kid, as a junior handler, I was made aware at a very young age that there were, um, you know, lots of politics involved in confirmation showing. Is it fair to say that some politics have seeped into your line of showing, or do you really try to keep that out? So our, 
our main <sighs> thing is no politics. We nice. want no politics. All of our judges are actually brought in from the states. So we don't just have our judges. We have world-renowned judges actually coming and being our judges. Yeah. So they're not critiquing on favoritism. They're not critiquing on... They don't have a little black book that they, they refer to no that they've kept notes no on <laughs> in the past. You know. Exactly. No black book. They're, they're amazing people. Like I said, we, we started our first judge was Ron Ramos. So he was actually one of the co-founders of the American Bully Breed. And... Like I said, we would love to have him again in a couple of years. We're kind of switching judges so that um, different members can champ out dogs because there's a whole point system when it comes to the confirmation show and not being able to champ out a dog under a judge twice. So we got to rotate the judges so that we can get some of our dogs champed out. Now in the Canadian Kennel Club, to get a champion, they need 10 points. American Kennel Club... They need 15 points. How does it work with your group? So we're at 150 points. Uh, you got to get Wild. three majors. So that is awarded by three different judges. And um, each show with a best in show, you would be able to walk around with about 100, uh, under about 100 points. And yeah, you, the main thing is to get, um, to get the majors under three different judges to become a champion. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and, and, and you've got to have a good dog, you know, and that's important. Are people showing their own dogs with your group, or are there professional handlers being hired as well? Kind of a mix of both? So it's, it's great that you say that, Dave. Uh, we started our kennel club, and the majority was our community who didn't quite know how to handle dogs. Yep, yep. Um, with the growth of the dog community our handlers that started as amateur now are grand championing dogs in the ukc um our junior handlers as well so our junior handlers started started young and now they are the best in the ukc so we are we just want to say thank you to promise from royal and loyal kennels for all of her amazing work um sean over at champion ontario bullies as well for championing out uh capo which he was actually the best in show at our show and he is actually the first um american bully grand champion here in canada oh or very actually, nice i think the second i apologize i think the second yeah so, yeah yeah good good exciting very exciting you've got a dog show coming to the niagara region of ontario we do we do can we chit chit chat about that of course so the show is on august 14 so it's about two weeks it's going to be at the west niagara fairgrounds also known as the west niagara agriculture center ah um so it's going to start at your 11. better half thank you thank you to the better half see she she always reminds me so um so the doors are going to open up to the general public at 11 o'clock. The show is set to start at 12, and it usually runs about four or five hours, depending on how many dogs we have in the ring um, and what we have also scheduled for that day. So, What would the spectators pay as an admission fee? So as an admission fee, it's $10 for the general public. Children are free. So at Awesome. The, so realistically, it's 
kids all the way up to 16 but if your child is 17 years old or 18 years old we wouldn't be charging them at an adult price they can walk in as a family uh, yeah as long as the mother and father pay so yeah yeah and so you don't want general public spectators to bring their dogs i wouldn't think or yes i, I don't know so i'm just all, asking so all dogs are included um are welcome to attend as long as they're not aggressive and dog, dog friendly event dog friendly event yep. as long as the dogs are not okay. aggressive they are on leash at all times yes um and again as long as they're respectful that's all that matters everybody's welcome to be a part of our community okay right on so once again the dog show that's coming to uh the niagara region of ontario uh the date and time and location again please no problem so it's on october 14th 2023 at the west niagara agriculture center or also known as the west niagara fairgrounds yeah and we're going to have some great vendors as well so definitely come pop on by we have royal dog chains that has all the beautiful dog chains for the dogs uh we have great bully vendors so if anybody is looking for a bully in the future we have some great kennels and great people so come on by and just have fun come enjoy the community yeah i'm sure you'll have some food vendors be able to get some food well we have actually the next notice i bring that up it's always the chubby guy like me (laughs) Or, sorry, obese guy like me that asks about food vendors. Hey, no, <laughs> Go ahead, okay. sorry. So, the next building beside uh, the Richardson building where we will be hosting our show actually has a mac and cheese uh, oh. festival. Oh, my so God, trying, you're kidding yeah, me. So, we're, what we're trying to do is we're trying to get a little discount for our members. So, anybody who buys a ticket from our show, hopefully, will be able to get into uh, that venue also for us. I've got to cancel all my plans <laughs> because now my favorite things, food and dogs merging together a mac and cheese festival occurring next to you when you have your dog show how cool is that it's amazing and it's it's so nice because again people are able just to walk next door see so many different mac and cheese vendors and i think there is some a cheesecake also uh, so if you're not there for your main course you'll get some dessert so you've got me at that um can you up can you upgrade it uh, update us uh upgrade update us on the bsl and for those that don't know uh the bsl is breed specific legislation can, nope. can you upgrade update my listeners on the bsl please no problem dave so unfortunately right now in uk they are going through an um, a terrible time right now their prime minister is trying to ban actually the uh the xl bullies so the bsl there is 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 very difficult right now so we're asking our community as much as you can to to log on to our website and to our social media help try to sign any petitions that you can to to try to remand any laws that they are trying to pull on to the xl bully um, unfortunately again People stereotype dogs on the way that they look as opposed to the actual breed itself. And it's unfortunate that these dogs aren't getting tested and aren't actually verified of what breed they are. Because again, during COVID, a lot of people were buying American bullies from Canada, from the States, shipping them to UK and then breeding them to all their mixed dogs so that they can start building a market and they created all of these unstable dogs and now these are the problems that you have today so again we unscrupulous breeding practices of course of course so we again ask all of the viewers or anybody who can help us out on signing our petition to help with uk's um, bso that's going on right now because again anything that happens in the uk falls down on canada because we're not too far off from them so 
so to elaborate on the specifics to get into the nitty gritty of the the BSL, um, the government there banning, simply saying you cannot own them. Correct. And if you do own them, what happens? <laughs> it's it's sad to, <laughs> to say, your knowledge, but it's sad to say. Would they confiscate uh, the dogs from you? Correct. So we possibly have, we have seen some videos already that people have been walking their dogs on the streets, and the police officers or. Uh, Animal services are already confiscating their dogs. So they're taking uh, them away from families, from children. And it's it's unfortunate because, again, it's not our breed. We have... If the American Bullies Kennel Club has about a million dogs registered. Just in the UK, they have 100,000 dogs registered. And not even five of them have been reported to have an incident. So... How can it be that these dogs are this this bad breed that they're claiming if statistic-wise there has not been no damage? Yeah, and it boils down to irresponsible dog ownership. There's a lot of that. That's another show on itself. Yeah. I do have to say that I've had hundreds of American bullies attend my dog obedience classes at my Dave McMahon Dog Academy in Niagara Falls. Plug, plug, plug. Never once have I been bit by any of these dogs, but I have been bit by uh, Chihuahuas. <laughs> I have been bit by uh, Springer Spaniels. The little dogs. You know the little I mean? dogs are always the ones that have the more bite. Feisty little manja kicks. <laughs> you can say that again, Dave. Little ankle biters. <laughs> So uh, what I did is I pulled off some commonly asked questions off uh, off the internet, uh, and and I'd like to hit you with them, and maybe you could elaborate. No problem. So uh, I'm hoping this can this can certainly help uh, the general public listenership uh, for people who are non dog experts that are listening live now or checking out our podcast uh, later after the fact. Uh, and and one of the commonly asked questions when it comes to American bullies, is is the American bully an official dog breed? Run with that, would you please? So that's something that we are trying to establish here in Canada itself. So yeah. it isn't recognized here in Canada as its own breed. By the Canadian Kennel Club. By the Canadian Kennel Club or yeah. Agriculture Canada. Okay. So again, that's something that we are trying to work on by building our broodstock, by getting everybody uh, registered with us. We are able to create a broodstock where we can try to get it actually registered as a breed yeah which would be very nice hopefully all yeah. in due time yeah and and so another question that seems to be commonly asked is what breeds make up an american bully so an american bully if you go and listen to the actual originator of the creator of the american bully it was proper breeding from the amstaff and the pitbulls yeah the amstaff the pitbulls the english bulldog correct yeah yeah Health problems with American bullies might include, and before I get into this, we're not picking on this breed, um, because really someone needs to write a lemonade guide like they did with automobiles years ago. I don't even know if they have one kicking around. Talks about all the pitfalls of certain vehicles. We need a lemonade guide for dogs because every breed has you know, genetic pitfalls and and things that we need to be aware of sure. you know whether it's uh the shepherd or you know the the cane corso or whether it's a standard poodle every breed has either ear problems eye problems whatever so as far as i know with my research health problems of the american bullies might include uh mange you know which there are many other breeds yeah. 
Okay, and, and you know yourself because you feed raw food, yes, and we'll certainly talk about that in a little bit. That um, you're able to sway healthy skin and coat with a great diet. Correct. And you're able to cure things medicinally with what you put into your dog. Correct. Correct. Okay. So, yes, uh, folks may read the same thing that I read online and go, oh, my goodness, mange. But again, with the right diet, you can influence the outcome of the coat. And then how many breeds uh, can be susceptible to hip and elbow dysplasia? So many breeds. They say that uh, the American Bulldogs could, uh, you know, be receptive to... um, Susceptible, rather, to hip and elbow dysplasia. Correct. But, of course, there's testing that can be done. Correct. X-rays that can be done. Correct. OFA and... OFA certification. Correct. Exactly. Are there any other sort of um, things that you think someone should know about uh, uh, health-wise if they're considering getting an American bully? Well, when it's properly bred, there should be no issues. So, again, as long as you are buying your dog from a reputable breeder you shouldn't be running into any major issues. It's when you're buying the dogs from unreputable breeders where you get into these problems of getting these dogs with these issues. I believe there's probably more unreputable breeders. Unfortunately. And not only of that breed, of so many others as we as we know. I just yeah. wanted to point that out. Yeah, definitely. You definitely. know, same with the Rotties, the Dobies. Yep. You know, and then now the Melanois. Are gaining popularity. Yeah. When I was into the Belgian Melanois, there wasn't very many breeders around. Now they're being bred quite a bit. Oh, you can see. So that. they're going to go through the ringer with health problems and issues. And Correct. again, it's buyer beware. Do your research. Deal with reputable people. Yep. You know, get a, a good dog from a good breeder. Yeah. And, and and that's why on our website, if anybody ever wants to uh, buy dogs or have questions about buying dogs um, on our website on www.cbkcdogs.ca you can scroll down and there is a buyer's category nice where you can it has questions that we've asked our entire community of what would you guys recommend a new buyer so we piled up a whole bunch of questions and answers and or not answers but questions that you can go and ask breeders to kind of get you a little bit of uh, knowledge on the breed prior to just purchasing a dog that's excellent. That's really, really good to know. Life expectancy of the American bullies, what would you say, between between 10 and 12? or? Well, we would say... What's yeah, your about, thoughts? About 10 to 15, if properly, nice. if properly exercised, properly bred, properly fed. So Now, colors. Oh. <clears throat> so, colors, right? So, uh, you've got, uh, and, and correct me if I leave any out, your browns, your blues, the tans the reds uh and what is piebald what the hell is that what the fuck is piebald so the piebald <clears throat> that's is, my first swear today <laughs> so the piebald is when a, a dog is primarily white and then has the pack. ah very good so that's i may part. have learned that years ago but then <laughs> forgot yeah okay so thanks for re uh reinstalling that into my muscle memory <laughs> not a problem dave so Very good. We, so we also have the. What's tribes. the most common? Sorry. So right now, color wise. So right now, the common color is probably the tri, the tri American bullies. Yes. Um, and you'll see them. They're just magnificent, magnificent dogs. Um, so beautiful to look at. Um, I know that the merles now are also um, big in popularity. So you'll see a lot of the merle coats on the tri. So a lot of. I love the merle. I love the merle Great Danes. The I coloring. Do. I do. It, they're, they're, it's a beautiful sight to see. 
It sure is, yeah. And um, your dogs, uh, the colors of your dogs? We have the tri-colors. Yeah, yeah, so nice. We have the lilac tries and chocolate tries. Talk about the weight for those that don't know. So the weight, um, well, our main guy, he is nine months old and about 95 pounds. Woo! So he's a big boy. Um, usually the dog weights with breed standard, they should be significantly heavy boned, big blocky head. So we always <laughs> estimate our dogs to be over 80 pounds. Is that it? So they can go up to what, 132? One. We've, we've seen as heavy as 140. Whoa! So big, big, big boys. Muscle. Yeah, actually that's who we bred. We bred with a dog out in uh, British Columbia. And he, he was, I think he, they measured him at 145 with a 29 or 28 and a half inch head. Holy shit. Yeah. So Big, big boy. Big boy. Let me ask you this. You personally, if your goal is to put muscle on a dog... How are you going to do it, you personally? Me personally, conditioning. I do a lot of... I would Elaborate for those that don't know. So conditioning is I would do a lot of exercise with my dog, whether it be long runs, uh, ATV trails, uh, to kind of help generate those muscles. How about slap mill? Slap mills too. We actually uh, have a carpet mill that we uh, uh -huh. are big on. Slap mills, we haven't purchased one ourselves yet, but... We, we do advocate for them hugely. I know there's uh, one of our sponsors as well, uh, Valar Canine. Yes. Actually makes them, and he's out here in Niagara Falls. Nice. So, yeah, yeah, maybe. Uh, See how things, one, one thing leads to another when you and I get together? That's it. That's <laughs> We're covering a lot of ground so far, so a shout out to them. Give them another shout big out. Big shout out to Valar Canine uh, for all nice. of his amazing services. He's making some great slap mills for the community. Uh, great grade of, of of products so please check them out they're on instagram social media as well and uh you won't be disappointed with their products the slap mill from what i have learned and give me your thoughts is uh much safer for the animal versus someone who just takes their uh electric uh, sort of uh, treadmill and decides for themselves i'm gonna put my dog on this speed exactly you know exactly. I, i've had experts on uh, other radio shows that i've hosted pertaining to dogs and and that's not really good it's, it's the true. experts say that the slap mills are certainly better for the animal's body your thoughts of course well we actually in our beginning times we actually purchased a dog pacer so i don't know if you're uh, familiar with the dog pacers so no they're, they're actually i've heard of it but I've, I've not seen one in person so they're actually the treadmills for dogs but again it's not like the slap mills the slap mills help the dog release all the okay. energy, all their expelled energy. And if they don't want to run, it doesn't force them to run. See, that's it, what I like. The dog is in control. Motion. Exactly. Uh -huh. Exactly. Yeah, so there's, they're not stressing their gait. Exactly. They're not stressing it. They're not putting any strain on themselves it's if they're walking or running on the field. So it's an amazing exercise. It's probably better for people, too. It is. It is. Not, I, I, I mean, really. <laughs> you know what I mean? Hey, now that we've learned that it's better for dogs, that's probably it. better for humans, that's too, right? It. You wouldn't be surprised if we see one in a, in a couple years. So <laughs> let's see if Valor makes that one soon. Uh, back to the dog's coat. Uh, they say that the coat should be short, smooth, and glossy. Shiny coat. That's it. Short coats. Not, it's not a breed that sheds a lot, either. So it's, it's an amazing dog, man. You're feeding raw. 
yes, you're having sir. great success with it. Yes, sir. We've Many of my obedience class students, as I mentioned off air, they feed raw. They're having great success. I personally have never fed raw, so uh, I would be, um, you know, ignorant on the topic of it, other than the fact that I know people are having success with it. Someday, who knows? I might feed raw. I just haven't gone down that road yet. Perfect. Are you getting your raw from a certain place that you want to send a shout out to? We do. We do. We uh, we actually get our raw from Canada Raw. Um, they're a, a small local company over in Markham, Ontario, just off the 404 there. Um, again, we advocate for the raw, but if you don't know what you're doing, do not get into it either. Don't think that you're just going to feed ground beef to your dog and it's a raw diet. There comes a lot to supplementing and to properly giving them the nutrition and balance that the dogs actually need. See, that's just it. you got to have the right recipe and yes. it's got to be correct. It's got to be the, all the right ingredients, the right stuff. A lot of people are just going to the butcher shop, a lot of novice dog owners go to their butcher shop and you know assume that their butcher knows what they're doing and maybe you can maybe there are butcher shops that you can go to and and maybe they're they're supplying you know good beneficial healthy raw food but i'm sure there's a lot that aren't well that's it too and it's just supplementing you can give the dog meat but he's still not going to be getting the nutritions that it needs a lot of the omegas a lot of the the vitamins the iron so Again, we always supplement and we always tell the community supplement is very important when it comes to raw feeding. Yeah. So, so talk, talk more about supplements. So supplementing as opposed... So let me know what you've done with your dogs. So, uh, yeah. so we use a lot of pre and probiotics. So that it's something that tackles the guts. A lot of vegetables, um, carrots, blueberries, um, herbs... But never raisins. But never raisins or avocados. <laughs> That's right, because avocados and raisins are fucking bad for dogs. Yeah, so again, it's, it's doing your research. Again, don't just listen to what people are doing. Do your research prior to even feeding it. And we live in a day and age now where you can go and reach out to somebody and ask for help. Again, we're open to helping absolutely anybody. So if anybody ever needs absolutely any help, they can contact us over at the CBKC. And if we can't help you, we'll try to point you into that right direction so that somebody will assist you that's awesome what about recommended reading recommended reading is there any recommended reading that you could recommend as far as books go the canine nutrition um i am the author of the book do you remember the, the author honey the purple but book? but the actual book is called canine nutrition canine um, nutrition it's one of the most <clears throat> amazing they books. can buy it on amazon you can buy it on amazon what we'll do dave is uh, i'll send you a picture on it maybe on your next segment you can put it up there so not to steal from you, but I want to give a plug to a book that I wrote for children. And I think it would be really, really beneficial uh, at some point uh, for for me to put one of those books in your hands because you have kids as well. Oh, now, of yeah. course, you've taught your kids this stuff that's in my book, but it doesn't hurt for just, you know, even a fun keepsake. But uh, I've got a book that people can purchase on uh, Amazon. Uh, no joking. It's true. It's uh, called Don't Get Bit. And it's a children's dog bite prevention book, Don't Get Bit, by Dave McMahon, available on Amazon. And uh, I'll tell you, um, you know, Stacy Fox is the illustrator, uh, co-wrote it with uh, Dan Mazur from uh, back when I was on board with the Niagara Falls Humane Society. And so Don't Get Bit on Amazon. Go there. You can buy it. Great. 
gift for a child. Read it with your children. Uh, give it to a child as a gift. Most kids get bit on the face. A lot of dog bites yeah. are preventable. Anyway, so that's enough plugging my Don't Get hey, Bit well, book. Dave, before you finish plugging it, we might have to put it on our website so that the community can also purchase it because it is an amazing book. And it would be even nicer if we can see it into some schools as well. So we can teach some some of the kids and some of the the classrooms how to actually uh, behave with dogs because again, growing with the popularity, you're seeing dogs everywhere now. You sure are. As speaking of don't get bit, let's talk about the bite strength. The bite strength when you research online of the American bully, and we had chatted off air about this. So you know, online it says three hundred five psi, so three hundred and five. Uh, pounds per square inch would be the bite strength and and off air i think you said that that that's a low end that is a low end so let's let's elaborate on that well you got dogs like the dogo argentino the cane corso or the cani corso the um kangles that have a the rottweilers that have a bite force almost doubling the american bullies and the so it's it's not the American bullies that are, are doing the damage. It's just a perception, unfortunately, that sometimes people give them. So, I had the pleasure of uh, decoying some uh, Argentine dogos uh, many years ago. And wow, amazing strong dog. You can say that again. You can say that again. <laughs> you know what I mean? You're gonna, and, and, it pinches and, right through the, the, the garments. And another dog, I had a bite suit on for one particular dog. Uh, this was a, uh, a Bouvier des Flanders uh, import from Holland. Uh, and this dog just knocked me right to the ground. Like, oh, wow. powerful. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, the Connie, the Connie Corsos, too, when, when they, they get you, the force is... is Definitely a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like you're hit by a Mack truck. <laughs> you can say that. You like decoying dogs? Have you done some decoy work? So I have. Helper I, work? I have. Um, again, it was definitely something interesting to do. I wanted to get into decoying, honestly, Dave, when I was a little bit younger. I decided again um, to kind of take a step back from that and get into more of the confirmation. Again, the age is kind of hitting me as well. So, yeah. Yeah. You look young. What are you, 20? I wish, I wish. I'm only uh, 34 years old. So. 34? I bet I they am. still ask you for ID when you go buy wine oh, or Fortunately, this beer saves me, so. <laughs> <laughs> well, you're eating the right food. I am, thankfully. Thankfully, my so, wife cooks some great uh, some great food. So. And your wife has a name, so shout out to her. Shout out to my, my wife, Jessica, and my co-partner. She's also the vice president and the co-founder of the American Bully Kennel Club with me. Yay, Jessica! <laughs> Right on. How would you describe the American bully's personality? A lovable dog. The temper. That's the first thing bred to this dog is temperament. So the dog should be a loving dog. I wish we would have bring, brought one to the to the show today here, so you would kind of see his temperament. They should. I have a feeling be, we're going to see each other again. Oh, definitely, definitely will. So, again, the dog should be a very docile, relaxed dog. Yeah, and and super outgoing, confident. That's it. Goofy. Goofy big time. <laughs> <laughs> Knock over the whole place. We just, uh, when we moved, we painted the place and we took one of the dogs over. And uh, you can say that he definitely helped us paint the whole house too with his tail. I wanted to ask you about training collars. 
a lot of our clients at the Dog Academy use Martingale training collars. Okay. A lot of them use Herm Springer brand prong collars. Okay. Uh, and some of our clients with the milder dogs, or depending on what application they're doing, they, uh, they and young pups, they'll use a flat buckle collar, just an ordinary collar. Yeah. Uh, some people will use harnesses, of course, for tracking or different applications. Or the e-collars. Yes, and of course, we've got a lot of clients yep. that uh, we teach uh, how to use the e-collar safely, humanely, yep. and effectively. Exactly. You yourself, I'm sure you're familiar with all these we collars, are. We are. devices, and training aids. We are. Do you have any personal reservations about any particular type of collar? No, we open-minded. We're open-minded. I love the Herm Springer. I'll be honest with you. It's the communication with the dogs. Again, they're they're animals, so the communication. It's it's not a tool used to to put harm in the dog or put fear in the dog. It's just to correct so that you can communicate with the dog so that he can do what you're asking him to do. Still today, so much controversy amongst the ignorant when it comes to the prong collar and when it comes to the e-collar. So much controversy, again, amongst the ignorant. It's so sad. It's so sad. And again, it's unfortunate because a lot of dogs suffer from improper training. A lot of dogs can... Be avoided so many problems, but with without the right tools, how are you expected to to help them? You believe in environmental socialization, big time. Definitely, definitely. Uh, we do a lot of puppy yoga. Um, yeah, um, I know. I just had somebody on my show talking <laughs> about puppy yoga on another radio station. Okay, yeah, so we do a lot of. That's puppy. really popular now. It is. It is puppy yoga. We also do a lot of uh, therapy, puppy therapy. So when the kids finish their uh, exams at college, nice. we go in with our the puppies and kind of let them de-stress. That way, it also helps with our puppies because it desensitizes them with touch and with being around so many different people. So it's it's. Great for our dogs, but also great for the community and great for for the students that have been working hard all year. Yeah, so thank ha- you to uh, Toronto Puppy Yoga for uh, assisting us and letting us be a part of all of their great things. I'll have to get them on the podcast. Definitely, definitely. Toronto Puppy Yoga. G- GTA Yogi. Uh, GTA Puppy Yoga. Sorry. GTA Puppy, puppy yoga. yoga. Correct. Right on. Yeah, maybe send me a text to remind me about that. I definitely will. I definitely will give you all their information. Yeah, when you get over 50, you start to forget shit. (laughs) When you get over 35, you start too. (laughs) (laughs) So, uh, any plans for more dogs in the future? We do, we do. Um, God willing, with a new property, hopefully we'll be able to get some zoning and be able to do some some more with, with what we have going on in our personal lives as well. So. Yeah, and a little bit of breeding? A little bit of breeding. Yeah. So. Now, what about what about training? Are you going to continue with your passion in the training? Are you going to more or less stick to the confirmation showing like you kind of indicated? We are. We are. Yeah. We're going to stick to more of the yeah. uh, the confirmation show aspect of it. And we're going to leave the training to the, the experienced professionals, the ones that should be actually uh, handling these dogs. Because, again, in this day and age, everybody wants to be a trainer. Everybody's a trainer, but... Nobody really knows the psychology of these dogs like yourself. So yeah. if anybody is listening and you guys need a great trainer, make sure that you guys message Dave here and he'll definitely help you rehabilitate and, and train your dog. Excellent. really, really appreciate that. Let's circle back 
and let's give the listeners the information about the upcoming dog show again. Please. So again, so our dog show, our confirmation show is on October 14th at the West Niagara Agriculture Center. Um, everybody is welcome to come. The gates open at 11 o'clock. The show starts at about 12 and it should run till about four or five o'clock, depending on how many dogs we have in the ring. So make sure you guys come on by. We're gonna have some great vendors, great products. Um, so definitely come on by. Come see the dogs, come meet our community, come say hello. It's, it's gonna be definitely a great day. Admission is only $10 for adults. Kids are free. Kids are free, and we also have a kids section, uh, a kids fun zone. Again, like I said, we advocate huge on the kids and want the community of the kids to always participate. So we have a kids coloring contest. We have a kids dog anatomy contest. We have a pin the tail on the bully contest. Um, <laughs> Perfect. Again, so it's, it's just trying to keep the kids entertained, keep them involved, keep them wanting to be a part of this dog community. It's, it's supposed to be a family event. We want families to be able to, to come and bring everyone. So... Yeah. Now, more information about the club, they could check out the club's website at, at www.cbkcdogs.ca. That's cbkcdogs.ca. Or you can check us out on social media at Canadian Bully Kennel Club on Instagram and Canadian Bully Kennel Club also on Facebook. If people have questions for you personally, they can reach you at... You guys can always reach us. Our lines are open absolutely 24 hours. I know that they say we have an office time, but we are so dedicated to this community that we, we answer calls all types of times of the day. So you can reach us at 439-999-CBKC. That's 439-999-2252. Awesome. Pleasure having you on the program. Dave, thank you for having us as well. And nice meeting you. And nice meeting you in person. Likewise, likewise. Dave, you're an amazing person. Thank you for everything that you do for the dog community and for hosting these shows here so that people like us can promote and, and do what we love to do as well. So thank you for all your hard work and, and your dedication. My pleasure. Most welcome. I, I got to get my ass out to the show. Definitely. Yeah. Well, we got some tickets. Hopefully we can give some free tickets on one of your shows. Oh, that'll be great. And also, of course, there'll be food available. Definitely. So next door from our <laughs> confirmation show, we actually, there will be a Mac and cheese and cheese fake, uh, cheesecake Festival. Uh, festival. So make sure that you also walk on by and check them out as a well. A dog show and a mac and cheese festival and cheesecake festival all right there side by side. How exciting. All right, that brings us to the end of this episode of Unleashed with me, Dave McMahon. Again, we are sponsored by Niagara Mobile Rust Proofing. We broadcast live on 4680q.ca and also 4680q.com. All episodes can be heard on all of the international podcast platforms, Spotify, Amazon Music, etc., etc., etc. Podcasts will be up tomorrow uh, tell your friends about unleashed where i pretty much talk about whatever the fuck i want to talk about live 
every Wednesday, 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Or, as I said, check out the podcast later. For those that have questions for me, you can reach out to me, Dave McMahon, at the Dave McMahon Dog Academy. The website is www.davemcmahon.ca. So it's Dave McMahon, M-C-M-A-H-O-N. .ca. On Facebook, you can check me out, Dave McMahon's Dog Training Academy. Instagram, Dave at McMahon Dog Training. I think that's right. Anyway, I'm out of time. Have a good one. Hope you guys have a doggone great day. Bye.